Hi there, Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast, an early impressions review of the new Netflix streaming series, V Wars. I've only watched three episodes, so this is early impressions, not a full review of the entire season. It is based on a graphic novel that I have not read, which is also called V Wars. It was published by IDW Publishing, who is also the company behind the miniseries. Ian Sommerhalder is the executive producer, one of the executive producers, also directed several episodes and stars in it. You remember him from The Vampire Diaries and Lost. Uh, there's some other actors of, of name recognition that are in it. Some last past the pilot, some do not. Don't want to give any spoilers away. But this is a vampire show. If you've seen a trailer or, or you know, a, a synopsis, this is a vampire versus human show. But it is more down-to-earth, it is more gritty, it is more reality-based. Um, it opens with a scene of a scientist in the Arctic who's going through a change and blows his head off. And this is a two-minute scene. And then it cuts to our star, a scientist doctor, who is telling his audience that he doesn't believe that an asteroid is going to wipe out the human race. He believes it's going to be a pathogen that's released from the ice due to global warming. And, you know, I actually do believe something along those lines, that there is ice melting that is exposing things to the air that haven't been exposed to the air in hundreds of thousands of years, eventually millions of years as we get farther deeper into the ice caps. So although it would take quite a bit for those to make it to land and to people and to propagate, but there is a, a little bit of, of explanation. The show moves very fast. It is more action-oriented than I expected from a modern sci-fi horror drama series on Netflix. It's supposed to be binge-worthy. It's 10 episodes, and like I said, I've watched the first three, and it's not terrible. Some critics just assume, because it wasn't screened for critics early, that it's going to be bad, like... Um, the Island or whatever, which, yeah, I watched about 15 minutes of that and couldn't even stomach watching any more of it. It's, it's too much of a, of a crappy version of Lost. Um, but this wasn't screened for critics and just appeared yesterday on Netflix, and it's not bad at all. Like I said, it's action-oriented. Uh, what special effects there are is good. These vampires do not turn into bats. They're not afraid of their reflections or crosses. They're not sleeping in coffins or turning into anything else. It's not that kind of vampire show. It's a show that if a pathogen got out that could change DNA and turn some people into these blood-feasting creatures this one, how it would go. And they do a disservice to the science by moving so quickly. It, it, here we have a scientist who's talking to other scientists and we really don't get a lot of the science of how this got to the land. Well, there is a basic genesis for how this gets into the population, but obviously more than just this one person, although I don't know, they say by episode three, he's patient zero. If there's two things I don't like about it already, they're pretty minor things, and they're there for dramatic effect. They're there to, well, one of them's there to have a different side of the story, to play with the media. And that's a WikiLeaks-type website, a website uh, like the National Enquirer that is posting behind-the-scenes murder photos by paying off the cops to get this information. And it's run by a woman and her intern, and I honestly believe that in 2019, the government would shut that down pretty quick. It, it's very quickly in the, in the series that the National Security Council gets involved because they realize something's going on that's of national security, and, and they're absolutely right. Uh, it's spreading quickly. But 
with technology today, it wouldn't be hard to find these people and shut them down. During the course of the first three episodes, they interview a character that's mentioned several times in the first couple episodes. You find out that our star has an ex-wife. And he's married in the beginning and has a son and saves the son's life. And the son becomes part of the drama, the, the tension, that he's got to get custody of his son before, you know, the son's attacked by vampires. And you'll find out why by watching the show. But... They talk about his crazy ex-wife, and then you finally meet the crazy ex-wife. And the first time we meet her, she's interviewed by this this WikiLeaks-type website. And then we see her go crazy in a restaurant, knowing that she very much is a crazy person. Unless they do more with that, there's absolutely no reason for her to be on the show. It, this was a side that we didn't need to take. It doesn't really affect anything else. Um... They got an actress that played a vampire in Twilight, so it's a little bit on the nose from that part that maybe she's going to become a vampire. Um, but anyway, I thought the actress was okay. I didn't buy that he was married to her, and I certainly you know, didn't think that, like I said, unless they do more with the character, there's no point in her being. And like I said, the other thing is the whole WikiLeaks thing. They would they would shut that website down quickly when, when the government got involved. But... Those are two fairly minor things. The special effects are well done. The action is well done. The acting actually surpasses the writing. In the interest of keeping the series moving, they are keeping the exposition to a minimum and showing characters and how they're affected by this and what they're going through. And that is playing better to me than it would if they got bogged down with a lot of talk. Um, I love the Strain books. I got bored with the TV series and never finished it because it just felt too much exposition, too much world building, too much um, just talking. Let's let's see some vampire action. This is no shortage of action and gore. It is definitely TVM for mature. Um, a little bit of language and a lot of blood. So if you're looking for a horror show, this is going to fit the bill. Like I said, not far enough into it to give an overall review, but so far it's worth streaming. It's definitely not terrible. It's There are much worse vampire shows and much worse sci-fi shows slapped together on Netflix and the other streaming services. It seems to have some care involved with it and building these characters. Um, I've always been a fan of vampires and something that takes it more realistically. It is not the Bela Lugosi, blah, what I think your blood kind of show. Um, I like and so, so far, so good. It's not quite up to, like, Underworld or something like that, which I enjoyed the first couple of those, and, and the whole series was fun. But this is a more grounded, realistic take on vampirism if it was caused by a pathogen released from ice from hundreds of thousands of years ago. And as that goes, you might be interested in watching it. I'll finish the series so far. It hasn't... I'm not bored with it. I actually just got tired and didn't watch more than three episodes yesterday. Um... So stream it if you're into vampire horror stuff with a little touch of sci-fi. It'll be interesting to see where it goes and how they build up this mythology as this spreads and becomes a bigger deal than it is in the first three episodes. So V Wars, it's streaming now on Netflix. You can binge all 10 episodes if you like. They vary from about 35 minutes to an hour. Uh, the pilot was an hour, but like episodes two and three were much shorter. Um, and like I said, it moves quick. It's definitely not boring. And that's, that, that is one of my complaints about a lot of streaming shows that they're stretched out beyond their concept. This one 
is giving you enough to sink your teeth into, so to speak, and continue watching. So V Wars, it's on Netflix. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com. Please subscribe to these podcasts if you enjoy them. They're on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcasting sites. I have a Patreon page if you'd like to support for a little as a dollar a month. I'm going to be doing some much bigger YouTube videos in 2020. You'll actually get to see my face. Well, maybe. I'm a radio guy. I've got a face made for radio. but boom boom But I do very much appreciate you taking the time to stream and download this. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah.